say, uh, I'm so blessed again. Just want to say thank you so much to Missionary Bob and my mother uh, for being here today. Um, I love her so much. Um, and I'm so grateful for her presence in the house. So grateful for her presence in the church. You know, it's, it's important that... Um, I always talk about, I like thinking about the future and what we are doing as a future-leaning project. But there's no purpose talking about the future if you don't know where you are or where you've been. If somebody tells you, I'm, I'm on the I-70, I-75, I'm, com I'm coming, I'm going at 80 miles per hour on the I-75, but they don't know whether they're going north or south. You can't get an estimate of when you're going to get there. The other problem you have is that you have to know where you're starting from. If you don't know where you're starting from, you can't even say whether I'm going to, supposed to go north or south. So there has to be an idea of where I am, where I've been, and the direction I'm going. Amen? And I'm so grateful for those who have come before us and have given us the gospel, shared the gospel with us, made us enthusiastic for the gospel, made us want to love the gospel, make us want to never leave, make us want to be sitting and couched in the gospel, in the truth of God's love. It's important because if we didn't have that pattern, we wouldn't be able to show anybody anything. Amen? And so I'm grateful for her. Um, today, uh, I wanted to speak about a few things. Um, I've been looking, I know I've been talking about rebirth a lot recently for, for a lot of reasons. Um, primarily being that it is the way of salvation, right? And so I want to make sure that we are grounded in it, that we are shaped by it, that we are moved by it. And so I'm going to constantly go at that. But every now and again, I'm going to take a little diversion. And I'm going into the old book today, um, uh, in, in specifically in Genesis chapter 32. Um, I'm going way off course from the kingdom work, but it's still the kingdom. Um, um, what this story that we talk about, this piece of history that we talk about at this moment is um, the story of Jacob and Esau, specifically Jacob, specifically Jacob. Jacob was an important person in the scripture. Um, when we are introduced to him in chapter 32, um, he's actually an old man at this point. My best estimate, based on other things that have happened, he's been 20 years uh, working for his father-in-law. So he's, he's an old man. He's not a young man at this point. He's probably in his 90s. He's worked for his... He, remember, he got tricked into working for his father-in-law. He was trying to get one wife, and he got tricked into taking the other one. Yeah, you remember? So he worked seven years, and he worked another seven years. Then he worked another six years for cattle. Like, this man got tricked, but he himself was a trickster. The scripture tells us that it was the nature of Jacob, in fact, his mother, Rebecca, you remember this piece, I think it's in 28, Genesis 28, his mother, Rebecca, says to the Lord, what is going on with my pregnancy right now? What is happening with me? And the Lord speaks to her and says, there's warring going on in your womb. Jacob and Esau are fighting like nations in your womb right now. This man has been fighting his whole life. He has been at war his whole life, struggling against other side his whole life. And it begins with his brother in the womb. You imagine how long you, I know sometimes we go through things and we're trying to say to the Lord, how long? 
We've been fighting for ages, trying to scrape by and trying to do this and trying to do that. And we're saying to the Lord, how long? And Jacob has been fighting his whole life. And now he's almost 90. And he is at this moment in chapter 32. It's a very important moment. In fact, when I looked at this scripture and I was reading it this week, I think of it as a moment in a crossroads. I don't know if you've ever felt like that in your life, where the decision I make right now is gonna take me left, which is wrong, or it's gonna take me right, which is right. Like you struggle at those moments. And chapter 32 represents one of these pivotal moments in the scripture. You see, Jacob was never supposed to be the heir. That wasn't really spotty, he was the second born. Remember, Esau was born, and in fact, what happens is Jacob reaches and grabs his brother's heel. That's where the name comes from, the heel grabber. That's one of the ways in which Jacob is defined as a heel grabber. <laughs> he has been this person who's trying to be a usurper and a heel grabber since he was born. This guy's been fighting with his brother the entire time he's been breathing air. You imagine being in that kind of discomfort the whole time? <laughs> the kind of thing that it would settle in you to be fighting constantly the whole time? <sighs> so this is his nature. And the problem with Jacob right now is that, remember, he's not only a heel grabber, uh, but he's taken his brother's birthright and in addition to that, he steals the blessing from their father, Isaac. You remember this? This is all church school. I know you were all church school folks. He's stolen. That's the last thing he does. And he takes off running. Because his brother intends, said to himself, and said to anybody who will hear it, I'm going to kill him. Not only has he stolen my birthright, but he's stolen my blessing too. I'm killing him. So the last thing Jacob has done is taken off running, and in fact his mother told him, you better, go, you better go on ahead. Don't settle here. Your brother will kill you. And while they are twins, while they are twins from the womb, they couldn't be more different. <laughs> uh, Esau's described in the scripture as a cunning and skillful hunter. Jacob <laughs> is described as a plain man who likes hanging around in tents. That, the best way I can describe that is, he likes it to be comfortable. He doesn't want to rough and tumble. Esau is the typical tough, hard person. He knows what he's doing when it comes to a fight and when it comes to hunting. Jacob, uh, let me trick you out of your money. I don't want to fight you for it. I'm happy to trick you for it, right? That's who Jacob is, but Esau's tough. And so Jacob has finally fulfilled all he needs to fulfill for his father-in-law. And he's about to go home for the first time in 20 years. 20 years. You've fled your homeland. For 20 years, you haven't seen your mother. For 20 years, you haven't seen your family. And he's going back and he's taken all the family he's created in uh, the land where his father-in-law's from and he's about to go home. And what he does, and I'm about to pick up in the scripture here in a second, I'm trying to make sure that the Sunday school memories are really, re re are really re at the surface. Right, so, so Jacob's about to go home. The Lord told him it's time to go home. 
And he says, yep, I'm going to go. And he's in between leaving and arriving. And so he sends word ahead to his brother. He says, I'm coming home. And tell the servants to tell to Esau, I'm coming home. And give him all these gifts. And then he takes and says, hey, I want to split up the family just in case Esau is still mad after 20 years. I want you to split up. So if the attacks won, the rest of y'all run off. So he splits up his family. In fact, he sets one wife and he makes sure he's the Rachel who he loves and her, he makes sure they're last. <laughs> so that just in case anything else happens, the most precious one gets a chance to get away. This is what he's facing. And so the night before, I'm going to start at verse 21. The night before, he sends them across and he's left alone. And that's where I want to pick up in chapter 32 and verse 21. Chapter 32, verse 21. And it reads thus. So went the present over before him, these people, all the gifts that he's got ready for Esau. Because as far as he's concerned, Esau still wants to kill him. So he sends Esau a bunch of gifts, goats, camels, clothing, gold, everything he can put his hands on. He's putting a point to send it ahead. And he himself is alone. Verse 21. So went the present over before him and himself that night in the company. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the ford of Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. Everything he has, he sends. And he's made them all vulnerable because he already knows that Esau hasn't just showed up. No, no, the scripture, the scripture tells us earlier that Esau's shown up with 400 men. This is a frightening moment because he's left his father-in-law. He can't go back that way. The only place he's ever known the only thing that stands between him and going back is Esau, the person he stole from 20 years ago, and 400 men. I'm trying to think in my mind. The only reason to bring 400 men to anything is because you intend to do me. 400 men? But he still has to go through with it. Why? Because finally, for some reason, Jacob is listening to the voice of the Lord. <laughs> Verse 22. And he arose up that night and took his two wives and two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the ford of Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent them over that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled with the man until the breaking of the day. Remember, I said, this isn't a young man at this point. I know 90 in pre-Moses times is still pretty healthily young, right? But still he's not a young man. He's fighting somebody. And the scripture says this fight isn't just a two-minute thing. This isn't a three-minute This is all night. We are fighting. He has been left alone. You know what's interesting about this? Uh, Jacob, when he took off, the first time when he was running from his brother. There was something going on in these in-between moments between leaving his house and getting to, let, to his father-in-law. He had this other encounter with the Lord. You remember this other encounter, Lord? I know I'm, I'm, I'm pulling on those memory strings from Sunday school. 
But he had this other encounter with the Lord where he comes and he puts in the middle of the wilderness and he sees angels ascending and descending. Descending, right? And the scripture says he woke up and he says, how, ter how terrible is this place? This is none other than the house of the Lord. He's in these in-between places. He's neither in the house, but neither is he all the way out. But the Lord deals with him in the wilderness. I don't know if you've ever been in the wilderness of this decision making. And it can be so difficult to figure out exactly where you're supposed to be going. But the scripture tells us that the Lord speaks to Jacob in the wilderness, shows him this vision. And here we have the same situation happening again. But this time Joseph, sorry, this time Jacob isn't leaving. He's trying to get back home. <laughs> Can somebody just read 24 for me, please? And Jacob yes. was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking, until the breaking of, of day. day. Until the breaking of day. Let's keep going, and, sir. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, yeah. he touched the hollow. So the man who, who is fighting Jacob yes, yes. comes to the conclusion, I'm not getting away. <laughs> this isn't, I'm not supposed to be here after daylight. Yes, yes, Let's yes. keep going. And verse 24 25, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. Yes. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. So what it sounds like, the best we can see is that he dislocated the hip where it connects to the body. I was asking my wife, what's that, what's that kind of thing that connects the muscle to the bone? And she said, oh, it's the tendons. That's exactly what he put his finger into. And he was able to completely dislocate. I've never, I've heard of somebody dislocating their shoulder. And that's painful enough. And in fact, they say when you dislocate your shoulder, you're basically gonna feel that for the rest of your life. This isn't something you recover from without surgery. This is something that impacts you from that moment forever. And they didn't have the surgery we have today. So you know whatever's happening right at this very moment is permanent. But let's keep reading. I don't want to stay on that too long. Keep going. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. Touched his thigh. And the hollow of his thigh was out of joint. Dislocated the entire thing. He I've heard about dislocated shoulders, never dislocated legs. But let's go. As he wrestled with him. But he still didn't let go. He still didn't let go. He was, something's different about Jacob in this moment. Why do I know that? Because he's never wanted to fight anybody. He's been living in the tents. He's done everything to avoid hunting. But today, Jacob's a fighter. Something shifted in Jacob this night. You've taken away his family. You've taken away his people. He's given away everything. And the only thing left for Jacob to do is fight. One of the things I realize is happening here is that he's just been tricked for 20 years. I'm gonna marry your daughter. Oh no, not that one. I've got to work another seven years and now I've got to marry that one. And now I've got to work another six years. He's been tricked. He's been let down. He's been disappointed. The person who's the thief has now been stolen from and I don't know what to do. Can't trick my way out of this one. I'm just going to fight. I'm not letting go. And in fact, let's keep reading. Verse 26. Yeah. And he said, 
let me go. Yep. For the day breaketh. <laughs> And he said, yeah. I will not let thee go except thou bless me. I will not tell you right now. I know what I'm, I'm about to go into tomorrow. I know what I'm about to go into tomorrow. And I tell you what, you bless me and I'll let you go. <laughs> I, I'm trying to imagine <laughs> what the angel must have thought at this moment. But I actually think everything that's happening here is by purpose. It's deliberate. <laughs> this moment... The trickster could have relied on his tricks and ran away. But this moment, he stops being the trickster. He starts being something else. He's a person who won't let go. He's not the person who's running anymore. Remember I told you 20 years ago, he ran from his brother. Right now, he's running from his father-in-law. And right now, he's making a decision on my road. I'm not gonna go left or I'm gonna go right. And he's saying, I'm choosing to fight. Uh, there comes a moment where you're gonna have to decide to fight. Things not going your way. Things aren't in the place they're supposed to be. You can say, I'm gonna try to get around it or I'm gonna face this head on and fight. Uh, let's keep going here. And he said, verse 26, let me go Yep. for the day breaketh and he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless uh, me. So I'm not going to let you go at all. I'm not going to let you go at all unless you bless me. Amen. Let's keep going there, and sir. And he said, verse 27, unto him, what is thy name? What is your, how do they refer to you right now? And he said. <laughs> and he said. Jacob. I'm the heel grabber. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it fascinating that the heel is at the end of that leg, that same one that's dislocated right now? That same one, that's what I've been grabbing onto. I've been tricking folk, I've been yeah. taking what's not theirs. I've been usurping them, I've been taking from them. And he says, that's who I am. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And what does he go on to say? And he said, yeah. thy name shall be called no more Jacob. You're not gonna be that anymore. You're at your crossroads, you're at your junction, and you're not gonna be that anymore. <laughs> Let's keep going. And he said, thy name shall not be no more called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince thou hast power with God and with men and has prevailed. Who you you've been fighting your whole life from the womb. And now I'm seeing you're about to prevail. You're a prince now. You're not a trickster anymore. You're not a heel puller. You're a prince now. The word Israel is actually a two conjunction of two words. Israel, which means contend, to contend or wrestle, and El, which is part of Elohim or, or El Shaddai, which is God, to wrestle with God. Hey, I'm telling you, sometimes you think to yourself, well, wrestling with God, that's, that's not what, he, what we do. Yes, we do. We wrestle with God when we got those decisions to make and we don't trust him the way we're supposed to. We wrestle with God when he tells you everything's gonna be okay, but you don't receive it. We wrestle with God because he's trying to tell you things are gonna be better, but you don't believe it. Yes, sir, come on, sir, come on, come on. You're saying Jacob is so out of order. Why is he wrestling with the angel? We do it constantly. We wrestle with God. Preach to me today. Preach to me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The difference being right here is that Jacob is coming to a moment where he yes. realizes yes, that if I can get blessed in the right way, yes, I don't have to be the person yes. who's scared and frightened anymore. Yes, sir. Come on, sir. 
I don't have to be that person anymore. So he's transforming Jacob from Jacob to Israel, taking him. This crossroads is way more important to Jacob and in fact the, the salvation that is to come through his lineage which is Jesus. This is an important moment because what needs to be fulfilled is going to be fulfilled in Jacob. And it needs to be done in this way. Let's keep going. And Jacob asked him, verse 29, yeah. and said, tell me, I pray thee, yep. thy name. Yep. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? I'm an important one right here. This angel's like saying, you're missing everything if you think I'm the point here. I was here to deliver something to you. <laughs> I'm here to give you something. You've got nothing to give to me. But I'm here to give you something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This blessing here, this is a moment, this is important. Let's just read out that verse. Just read it out because I need to get this part before I continue. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, yep. I pray thee, thy name. Yep. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? No point asking for me. And he blessed him there. He, the angel. He's trying to bless him back, but the angel says, I'm going to bless you here. Right here. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see what's going on here? He didn't have to get to tomorrow. Okay, okay. come on, sir. Yeah. I'm yes. blessing you right, right here. here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Wow, come on, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. <laughs> You've been running, fighting, moving, doing all kinds of craziness your whole life. Yeah. You don't have to get to where you need to get to to know that the Lord is blessing you right, right here. here. Yeah. It's not a tomorrow blessing. Yeah. Come on, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a blessing right here. Yeah. You know, sometimes deliverance isn't coming. The blessing comes before the deliverance comes. But you have to have the faith to realize and recognize it. You're saying, I'm still in trouble. I still don't have that bill paid. But he's blessing you. Right there. Yes, sir. Right there. Oh, my. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're saying I'm worried about my children. Yes, sir. Come on, sir. And he's blessing you. I don't know if they're going to make it, yes, but he's going to bless you. Right there. Come on, Elder. Right there. Right there. Come on, sir. Come on, sir. Yes, the last 20 years, you've barely been able to keep up with anything the last 20 years. And the Lord is saying, I'm blessing you right there. worry about what the last 20 years looks like. Yeah. I don't care what you could still hear. Let's keep going. I need you to see something about what the blessing looks like. I'm getting ahead of myself. Keep going, sir. Verse 39. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Verse 30. And Jacob called the name of the place Penel. Yes. For I have seen God face to face. Oof. And my life is preserved. Uh, oh my, oh don't you know sometimes you oh go my, through something oh my, oh my. and the Lord should have took you out. Oh my, oh my. Your faith failed. Oh my, yes sir. Your faith failed. Preach yes sir. And according to everything that is reasonable, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir, you shouldn't have made it. But some reason, what does it say? And Jacob called the name of the place Penel. Yeah. For I have seen God face to face. Yes. And my life is preserved. Your life is still here. You should have been taken out. Oh my, oh my, yes sir. By the enemy, and if not the enemy, God. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Oh, my, oh, my. But your life has been preserved. 
God. You're still here. Still standing. You didn't even know you was going to make it. You were hanging on by the, by the thread. But you're still here. And you know what the thing about still here is? I don't care about your condition. I don't care about what it is. Let's keep reading. What's the next verse say? Verse 31. And as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him. So as, he has, as the sun is rising into this new day, he's let the angel go now. What does it say the next? The sun rose upon him and he halted upon his thigh. And I'm show you something about what this means. His leg has been dislocated. That means as the sun is rising, this is what he's doing. He is halting. He is, his leg hasn't recovered. But the blessing is still real. He's still broken. Still sensitive. Still hurting. But he's blessed. You thought blessing meant all the problems of God? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, sir. Come on, come on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You thought the concern and the worry was over? But I'm here to tell you the blessing is right there. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's still there. He blessed him right there. Blessed him right there. Blessed him right there. Limping. Blessed him right there. Hurt. Blessed him right there. Still worried about tomorrow? Blessed him right there. I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. Blessed him right there, blessed him right there. Hallelujah, glory to God. Let's keep going over to chapter 33. We need to see this. We need to see this out now that we've got this far. Chapter 33, verse 1. And Jacob lifted up his eyes yep. and looked. Yep. And behold, Esau came. Yep. And with him, 400 men. Apparently, the blessing didn't mean Esau was not going to show up right. with 400 men. Yes, sir. All right. That is still absolutely happening. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Come on. Absolutely. Yes, sir. But I need to tell you something. Oh, yes. The blessing was still there. Blessing was still there. 400 men, you're facing down. One, to, one facing 401. <sighs> Let's yes. keep going. And in verse 1. He divided the children unto Leah and unto Rachel and unto two hands. So now he split them up into three. He said, let's split us up. I see the, I see the, the men right there coming up against me. This doesn't look good, but I'm not running anymore. That's not my nature. I'm a prince now. The scripture tells me I'm a prince. I'm one who contends with God and man. So if there's going to be a fight, I know I'm outnumbered, but he blessed me there. He blessed me there. I'm walking now. I have to walk in the confidence of the blessing. One thing that's happened though, is the way he arrived in the situation isn't the way he's walking into the situation. Why? Because he touched him. This encounter with the Lord means necessarily that Jacob is walking differently. He's been running the whole time. Now everybody sees Jacob. Preach elder. Yes, come on. Yes. Walking differently. Yes. Come on, come on, come on. That's what the Lord is doing with us. Wrestling with us. Saying you can trust me. I'm going to change you. I'm going to make you something new. 
but when you get out of this, you're not going to be walking the same. Hallelujah. You're not going to be talking the same. You're going to be doing it differently. So he walks into this situation. Verse 2. And he put the handmaids and their children for yeah. most, and Leah and her children after, and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. Yes. And he passed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times. This limping man, this one who took off running, this one who has been running from his father-in-law, is now limping, but he's still bowing. And he's bowing seven times. I'm now thinking about what Esau's team. I genuinely believe Esau came there to kill his brother. I think he came there to kill his brother. I don't see another reason why you brought 400 men. I, don't, I can't think of a single reason why you bring 400 men unless you're coming to finish what you started. But he sees his brother walking to him. And he's not walking confidently. He's an old man now and he's limping. He's bowing. And I'm wondering how that impacts Esau. Yes, exactly. yes, but look what the scripture says. And he passed over before him. Yes. And bowed himself to the ground. He, seven times, yes. Until he came near to his brother. His brother. Yes, and then what does Esau do? And Esau ran to meet him. Oh my Lord. I, I cried when I, heard, when I read this verse. Because the thing he came there to do. Something happened when he was walking. I don't know if the old Jacob with the old walk yes, would have survived that walk towards yes, his brother. Yes, that's right, that's right. Oh, but the new Jacob? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on, preacher. With yes, the sir. limp. With the blessing right there. Come on. Oh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, he sees his brother walking to him and he's old now. Yes, yes, yes. He's 97 now. Yes, sir. He's limping now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's bowing now. Yes. He never did this before. No, sir. This was God transforming yes, Jacob. Hallelujah, glory to God. So let's keep reading. Verse 4, and Esau ran to meet him. Oh, ran to meet him. You're limping, I'm running. You're still halting, I'm running to you. Keep reading. And Esau ran to meet him and embraced him. Yep. And fell on his neck. Whoa. And kissed him. And kissed him. And they wept. And they wept together. The worry, the concern. All of that was in that moment and it fled out. Can you imagine 20 years of frustration and pain? And the Lord made it so the night before. I'm going to wrestle with you until you get where I need you to be with. I'm going to wrestle with you. I'm going to wrestle with you until you become what you need to be in the Lord. Uh, I'm not where I was, not where I need to be. For the Lord is wrestling with me right now. Do this work on my life, Lord. And even if I can't walk straight, when I'm finished, do the work. Let's keep reading that out, a couple more verses. And he lifted up his eyes, verse five, and saw the women and the children and said, who are those with thee? And he said, the children which God has graciously given thy servants. So now we see he's come with gifts, come with his family. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he has now been this broken man, yes, sir. Right. this man who has been running his life, whole life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
He's come to his brother, his brother receives him. Isn't it amazing what we sometimes worry about, what the Lord has blessed us there? And the thing we were worried about the whole night, we haven't slept right for weeks. Concerned about it, and the Lord said, I've blessed you right there. You, why are you holding on to what the worry is when I've blessed you? You say, Lord, now I can't walk straight. You don't know there's a blessing in not walking straight. You don't know what I've done to you. That pain you're carrying is going to carry you through what you're about to go through. You thought that thing you were dealing with was somehow the curse. No, that was part of the blessing. Walk with the limp. You don't have to worry about it no more. I want to tell you something. You can start blessing people out of the concern and the worry that you have. You don't have to wait to get blessed to bless somebody when you're halfway where you need to be. Bless them with what you have. He chose, the angel could have healed that which he broke. That's right. Come on, sir. Could have. But what he broken was never meant to be. What that hip represented was Jacob's strength. What the limp represented was that I'm going to give you strength when you need it the most. Sometimes we get overly confident in what we can do versus what the Lord can do with us. So he's running. This tendon, which is probably like the shoulder injury, never really recovered. He's limping into this day. It probably saved his life, to be honest. <laughs> but he never recovers. Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews 11:21. By faith. We find out the end of Jacob's life by faith. This is what the scripture says. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 21. What does it say? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews 11, verse By faith? Yes. 21 verse 21? Yes, sir. By faith, Jacob. By faith, we're talking about the same Jacob. When he was dying. When he's on his bed. Blessed both sons. You know what? I, I, when I saw this, I said, Lord, I believe that same problem he had with his hip was there yeah. till the very end. Yeah. Read what it says. What does it say? By faith, Jacob. When yes. he was dying. When he was dying, when he's on his deathbed. Blessed both the sons of Joseph. Blessed his, his grandsons. And worshipped. And worshipped. Leaning upon the top of his staff. Leaning on what? The top of his staff. What do you need a staff for? Because you still. Yes, sir. You've still got a limp. Even when he was dying. He still has the same problem. That the angel caused in him. And what's going on in this moment is that he is blessing out of the hip. He's blessing him right leaning on the problem. The thing that you were trying to get rid of. And worshiped. Oh my, yes sir, yes sir, oh my. Creates worship and blessing. You're thinking about your worry and concern as something to get rid of. And the Lord is saying, you can create blessings out of the thing that I'm blessing you with right now. Regardless of your condition. Don't worry about it. The blessing's there. I don't care what the last 20 years look like. The blessing's there. I don't care what tomorrow holds for you. The blessing's there. 
And you might have to deal with that limp, that halt, that dislocation, that tendon tear for the rest of your life. But you can still bless. You can still anoint. You can still help. Bless. He blessed him there. Thank you, Jesus. May the Lord have a blessing.